0: live from the heartland and the crossroads of America. It's Tony Katz today. The recession's good for you. But don't Don't look at me. I I'm 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 not saying it. The Washington Post said it. The Washington Post believes that they can sell you on the idea that the recession is good for you. They, they, they've got the article. Oh, it's an opinion piece? It's not an article, so therefore somehow it's okay? Sure, believe what you will. Washington Post columnist explains why a recession might be good for you financially. It's, this is the headline. Seven ways a recession could be good for you financially. Hey, a recession isn't all bad news. Here are seven silver linings. People can write what they will. I would never, ever stop them from writing. That would be a, a ridiculous thing to do. But isn't it obvious that the the argument here is an argument based on how do we help Joe Biden in this moment when his polling numbers are low because the economy is in such unbelievable disarray? Isn't it obvious What it is that we're seeing, what it is that we're dealing with, that this isn't real. That you would have to be a fool, ignorant, a dullard, a schmuck to buy into this. Never mind to say this to another human being with a straight face. The Dow is right now down 549. The Nasdaq is down 361. Why? Because as we were discussing, we have a second quarter A second quarter of negative GDP growth. Here we are in this bad spot that everybody who is rational sees and understands and needs to deal with. Yet the Washington Post wants to lie to you. Some people want to tell you the economy is strong as we've discussed and now some people want to tell you, well, you know, this is actually better for you. This is, this is better for you. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. See, here's here's how it can help you. See? You just gotta you just gotta be cool with paying more for less and not having things and and, and uh having wages not keep up. See, it's it's all great. You'll learn to save more and do with less, and then you'll thank us. Damn, Tony Katz. Tony Katz today what's going on everybody 833 got Tony 833 468 8669 that's the number feel free uh, to use it uh, you ask questions i answer questions 833 got Tony 833 468 8669 then there's representative ocasio Cortez who wants you to know that abortion is an economic issue oh we're just we're just we're just finding all the ways aren't we Ah, this was great. Abortion is an economic issue because what you're doing is is w- w- without uh, access to abortion up to and, including the moment of birth, and maybe afterwards, you're just forcing people to to have those babies. Just forcing people to, you know, do things against their will
1: and prior several prior immediate claims, one being that uh, abortion is not an economic issue, and that we should be focused on economic issues. And I also, you know, I think it's important to state that, Um, that abortion is an economic issue. Forcing poor and working class people uh, to give birth um, against their will, against their consent, um, against their ability to provide for themselves or a child is a profound economic issue. And it's certainly a way to keep um, a workforce uh, basically conscripted uh, to large-scale employers and to employers to, be, to work more uh, against their will, to take second and third jobs against their desire and their own autonomy.
0: Oh, because if they give birth, they have to take care of the kid. So it keeps them from saying, hey, I don't want to work. Why should I have to take care of anybody or live up to my responsibilities of having gotten pregnant or gotten someone pregnant to begin with? Well, that's a take. That that that's a take. I mean, that is like in the in the same vein of, hey, it's a recession. Here's how it's better for you. We need to have abortion because otherwise, it's going to force people to live up to their responsibilities. <laughs> uh, bravo, bravo. That is that that is something remarkable and miraculous right there. You got to be very proud, representative. Oh. Have I ever told you? Like, I don't. I don't ever talk about her in in a personal way. I have no conversation, no thought to her in in a, in a personal way. I mean, you 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 wear a dress that says "Tax the Rich" to the Met Gala. Um, you you are going to you know have to deal with that and she did she has she has lost her social media game she has lost her uh, effectiveness in terms of her ability to fight she has made herself uh, the subject of the argument many times be clowning herself uh, acting the fool this, this is her this is her and her arguments are always these these childlike screeds giving birth against your will There's no conversation about abstinence in that. Now, I'm not saying that I'm a guy who has always practiced abstinence. I am saying that if we're going to be people of personal responsibility, that should fit in there. Why is there no conversation in the vast majority of cases about people who made the decision to have sex making bad decisions, let's say, and then having to deal with the responsibility of that decision? Your argument is, well, if they made a bad decision by having the sex, you think they're going to make good decisions by raising a baby? Dude, you want to walk down that road? We can walk down that road if if you want, because we're going to start with, yeah, you're right. Some people shouldn't have kids. Some people totally shouldn't procreate. We've seen what they're all about. We would rather there weren't more of them. I mean, that that's, that is that is a, a heck of an argument. But you also, of course, uh, make the, the claim in this case that adoption doesn't exist or isn't real or isn't something that can happen for them when, of course... It is. The abortion argument isn't based on you're making, you're forcing people to do work. I I didn't force them to have sex. I do, however, believe people should live up to their responsibilities. I didn't say they couldn't give the child up for adoption, which I don't see any issue with. I simply wanna make it easier for good qualified uh, uh, couples and to the extent I would say something is qualified to be able to then have, uh, to raise those children. I want that for people. I truly want that for people. It's an economic conversation because you're forcing people to go to work is such a childlike silly argument as to be believed. But what's amazing is how there is no connection to an idea of personal responsibility. When the Washington Post writes seven ways a recession could be good for you financially, there is no willingness on the part of the press to look at the situations that have caused the issue and discuss personal responsibility. Instead, people like Joe Biden continue to take the microphone like he did today at FEMA and say, hey, you evil gas and oil companies.
2: I also want to say again to the oil and gas executives, do not, do not, Do not use this storm as an excuse to raise gasoline prices or gouge the American public. The price of oil has dropped in recent weeks. The price of gas should be going down as rapidly. It's not. My experts inform me the production of only about 160,000 barrels a day has been impacted by this storm. That's less than 2% of our country's daily production. It's small and temporary impact on oil production provides no excuse no excuse for price increases at the pump period if a gas station companies try to use this storm to raise prices i'm going to ask i'm going to ask officials to look into whether or not price gouging is going on america is watching and the industry should do the right thing i expect them to do the right thing
0: what the hell is that By the way, he's saying this at the FEMA headquarters and everybody is staring watching him. They're not working on helping the people of Florida if they're staring at you, Mr. President. They are not doing the job that we pay them to do. I would love to have one of these oil and gas executives respond by saying, why don't you go to hell? Just something that shows that you're not there to be a punching bag for this guy, who can't take a look at his own energy security policies, never mind the rest of his spending policies, that have created the inflationary world we have, that created so much of the recession that we have. Well, Tony, it's COVID. I won't argue that COVID and places not having, uh, not in, in, engaged in creation of product creates issue. I'm not arguing against this. I'm arguing that we have a president that hasn't done anything to help. As a matter of fact, has engaged in policies that proactively hurt. And instead of engaging in responsibility, here's what we can do together. What does he do for the second day in a row? He's threatening people. The president of the United States is threatening people. You're cool with this? I didn't know we were now cool with this. I didn't now know that this Trumpism was A-OK by the rest of America that's neat nice little surprise there you might not have been ready for that but there you are there you are you can just go about threatening people who haven't done anything wrong the president doesn't care about market forces the president doesn't care about responsibility and he's got a party uh, that will tell you uh, that uh, abortion is an economic issue because personal responsibility isn't necessary, and uh, a, a media which, again, the Democratic Party that's willing to cover his ass. This this has been really eye opening, I think, for a lot of people to realize. My gosh, they you you live with having less value with your dollar you're able to afford less, and here is the Washington Post telling you, good news, huh? The absolute eschewing of personal responsibility. And why in the world should supply and demand be real in Florida, let's just engage the blame game now and I can be the tough guy. All of a sudden, he thinks that uh, that, that Chevron and Shell are nothing more than corn pop. Here's here's my uh take. I don't think Joe Biden ever took on corn pop. I think he saw corn pop wet himself and ran the other direction. He also possibly could have heard an ice cream truck, and that could explain the running. I'm willing to bet you cash money. That Joe Biden never confronted Corn Pop a day in his life. Joe Biden was a coward. Joe Biden's the kind of guy who said, well, I run into Corn Pop. I'll tell you what I do. And then Corn Pop showed up. He said, oh, uh, hello, hello, Mr. Mr. Corn Pop. Hey, how you doing, Mr. Corn Pop? Uh, I'd like to be a friend, Mr. Corn Pop. Okay, not today, Mr. Corn Pop. Maybe next time, Mr. Corn Pop. That's Joe Biden. Constant tough guy talk. Very, very few results. The recession is real. The economic downturn is real. And uh, we're all going to keep fighting because I honestly don't know what my other options are. I'm Tony Katz.
3: Right now, if you look in central Florida... You're looking at potential major flooding in Orange and Seminole counties, uh, St. John's River, all the way up potentially into, into northeast Florida and Jacksonville. The amount of water that's been rising and will likely continue to rise today even as the storm is passing uh is basically a 500 year flood of that and i know Seminole County has 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 done evacuations i know they've uh, opened shelters uh but uh we're going to see a lot of images about uh the destruction that was done in southwest Florida and obviously we have massive assets there uh, but people should just understand this this storm is having broad impacts across the state and some of the flooding you're going to see in areas hundreds of miles from where this made landfall, um, are going to set records. And that's going to obviously be be things that, um, uh, th- that will need to be responded to.
0: That's Governor Ron DeSantis just setting the stage of what it is Florida is going to be dealing with and what we're all uh, going to be seeing in our news feeds for the next few days. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. There are other things going on in, in the world. It's important uh, that, that you you know about this. I, my job is to do what I can uh, to, to bring it to you. Like for example, uh, there is uh, a recall on 64 different meat products. Yeah. True story, USDA, the Food Safety and Inspection Service, announcing that 64 products sold by Berman Meat and Processing are affected. This company is out of Illinois, of course it's Illinois. I
2: hate Illinois Nazis.
0: And it affects 60 ready-to-eat products. Hams, pulled pork, cured hocks, bacon strips uh uh by the way uh, all the jews are going told you uh but oh no oh no see you see you see that's just that's just rude that's just rude right there uh um uh also affects smoked pork steaks pork steaks with barbecue sauce uh uh, barbecue smoked snack sticks Cured loins, cured loin chops, boneless, whole, uh, whole shaved and sliced cured hams. Again, the Jews, haha, <laughs> that's what they said. I think that's terrible. I, yeah, I've, sp- I've spoken with my people, I'm like, you can't, you can't mock, you can't mock at moments like this. And, and they said, all
2: right, all right, all right.
0: Actually, it sounded more like, all right, all right, all right, but wow. Wow, I'm going to get emails. I am going to get emails for that. But it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. There's a lot of stuff. And there's beef uh, wieners, <laughs> wieners uh, that are on this list. Beef roast, beef sticks. It's It's kind of amazing. It is kind of amazing, all of the products. And all of them, which have an establishment number called EST-20917 that's inside the USDA mark of inspection believed to have listeria now do they do they not i they 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 say it i'll I'll believe it it's a possible listeria contamination uh not worth risking no part of this is worth risking so take it back uh to where uh you you purchased it and see if there's a refund or just uh, throw it away. You could also check out the USDA website and uh, and take care of it that way. These recalls, these kinds of things. I mean, this is one of the examples of when uh, the the storm is the top story. Other things get pushed to the side, and 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 they shouldn't. They shouldn't be pushed to the side. These these are these are serious things. These are serious issues. And people can get hurt, so uh, what can I say? I I think it's important uh, to bring it up to you. Uh, I think it's important to go over what happened yesterday when Joe Biden tried to call in the crowd Jackie Walorski, who is a congresswoman who passed away last month in a car accident. What happened? And then why did the White House respond the way they did by clearly lying in every single way they could about what happened. Can, it's so easy to explain what happened, but in order to explain what happened, you'd have to admit that it's possible for it to happen. What's that? I'll get to that. Find everything tonycats.locals.com, tonycats.locals.com. This is Tony Katz today. Some people might think this is me in some level of pylon about Joe Biden. I I don't believe that to be the case. I believe I've never actually engaged a pylon regarding Joe Biden. All I've ever done uh, with this administration is expose who they are, what they do, what they believe, how they act, and what they say. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Now, uh, to some people, exposing what people do and say is a violent act, and of course, these are the people who want me silenced and 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 want this show done with. And and uh, I I'm only hoping uh, that they don't get their way, because I think these things are extremely important. And it starts with something that is clearly embarrassing. It's clearly embarrassing that President Biden. At this event on hunger yesterday is mentioning Senator Mike Braun, who is of Indiana, and this one and that one, and forgets that Representative Jackie Walorski, who was involved in these things, this was the White House Conference on Health, Hunger, and N- Nutrition, um, he forgets that she was killed in a car accident last month. He clearly clearly
2: forgets representative Jackie are you here where's Jackie I didn't think she was she gonna be here to help make this a reality
0: at the event they had played a video honoring representative walorski because she had passed away and there's Joe Biden asking where's Jackie now this is in a long line of Joe Biden gaffes. Joe Biden constantly and consistently, day in and day out, does not remember what is happening, he does not remember names, and very often he does not remember where he's going. The amount of times Joe Biden is finished with an event uh, he's shaking hands with people who aren't there he is trying to figure out does he go out on this side or go out on that side there he was speaking with fema and he just he just walks right off in a direction nobody wants him to walk off in okay thank you Thank you.
2: Thank you. thank you
0: Both the FEMA director and the Secretary of Homeland Security are trying to get him to go the other way. But nope, he's walking. But when you watch the whole video, he's walking to, I guess, seemingly say goodbye to some other people. In video after video after video, you see him not know which way to go. It's gotten people worried. And rightfully so, because you don't need to be a doctor to note that there's something not okay with Joe Biden. There's something not okay with Joe Biden. Now we're going to play a little bit of whataboutism. Donald Trump once used a handrail going down a ramp. And it was days worth of coverage from the CNN folk and others about his mental acuity, his overall health, and whether or not he's up to the rigors of being president. Joe Biden far too often sounds like a sick old man. Joe Biden is shaking hands with people who aren't there. Joe Biden doesn't know how to get off of the stage and doesn't know where to go. This was Jill Biden speaking to her husband just yesterday. This is Jill Biden telling her husband where he should go sit. Just like Jill Biden pulls her husband away from situations. Jill Biden directs her husband uh, in places. It is a remarkably painful thing to watch and certainly is not worthy of the world stage. He looks like he is not altogether. That is not me engaged in anything other than a recitation of what we have all seen. And Joe Biden yesterday out loud
2: Representative, Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I didn't think she was going to be here. To help make this... He didn't even
0: correct himself. Where's Jackie? He forgot that she had passed away. When Corinne Jean-Pierre, the White House press secretary, was asked about this, she... Gave the following answer.
1: What happened in the hunger event today? The president appeared to look around the room an audience member, a member of Congress who passed away last month, he seemed to indicate she might be in the room. What what happened? So the president was, uh, as you all know, you guys were watching uh, today's event, a very important event on uh, food insecurity. The president was naming uh, the congressional champions on this issue and was acknowledging her incredible work. He had uh, had already uh, planned to welcome the Congresswoman's family uh, to the White House on Friday. There will be uh, a bill signing in her honor this coming Friday. Uh, so of course she was on his mind she was of top of mind uh, for the president
0: he said where's Jackie and she's dead top of mind this is the answer the answer from any rational press secretary in any rational world is President Biden was thinking of Representative Wolorsky meeting with his family uh, her family tomorrow but in that moment He forgot she had been such a part of this conversation about hunger, he wanted to make sure she got her recognition and forgot in that moment that she had passed. He feels horrible about it, but looks forward to meeting with her family tomorrow to celebrate her legacy. That's the answer. That's it. It is two sentences. You're in, you're out, right? It's stripes, it's Czechoslovakia. We're in, we're out, it's nothing. It's two sentences, and there's nothing else to do. But she couldn't do it. She won't do it. She can't do it. And reporters are like, um, what? Wait a second here. I just
1: wanted to return to this question of the Congresswoman. And I think we all totally get why she's top of mind. You've made that case pretty effectively. Um, well, thank But you. I think the confusing part is why, if she and the family is top of mind, does the president think that she's living and in the room? I don't find that confusing. I mean, I think many people can speak to sometimes when you have someone top of mind, they're a top of mind, exactly that. Uh, and it is also, if you put it into the context. It's not like it happened without outside of context right It happened at an event uh, where we were um, uh, champ- we were calling out the champions uh, congressional champions in particular of this uh, issue this-
0: she's digging deeper. this shouldn't even this shouldn't even be It should be he forgot. As he was involved in this, cause he was thanking the people who were so helpful and just forgot that she had passed. He's gonna meet with her family tomorrow and talk about her legacy. He feels awful about it. Next question. Actually, there wouldn't have been a follow-up question to it if you had just answered it that way to begin with. But she didn't. And the reporters they are having none of this.
1: Listen, uh, leadership that we have seen on this particular issue, and uh, again, he's going to see her family in just two days, and uh, she was on top of mind. I mean, I don't. That is, <laughs> I mean, that is uh, that is not an unusual uh, unusual scenario there.
3: Marine, I have
2: John Lennon okay. top of mind just about every day, but I'm not looking around for him anyway. Now, if you didn't hear what he said,
0: the reporter. It's kind of an amazing comment. I have John Lennon top of mind almost
2: every day.
1: Uh, unusual scenario there. Marine, I have
2: John Lennon okay. top of mind just about every day, but I'm not looking around for him anyway.
1: That's one
0: heck of a comment. The best is her response. Scenario there. Marine, I
2: have John Lennon okay. top of mind just about every day, but I'm not looking around for him anyway.
1: When you sign a bill for John Lennon, Lennon has president, then we can have this conversation. Okay, go problem? ahead
0: holy crap we have now taken something that was two sentences two 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 sentences to take care of and we've now turned it into corinne jean-pierre the white house press secretary insulting the press corps for wanting answers because president biden's mental health isn't a hundred percent so here he's like, uh, I have John Lennon top of mind all the time. She gives some, I don't even understand the answer, some flippant insulting answer. She looks so like like, like PO'd and how dare you, I'm just gonna move on from you. And the press corps is like, wait a second. Marine, I
2: have John Lennon top of mind just about every day, but I'm not looking around for him anyway.
1: When you sign a bill for John Lennon, Lennon as president, then we can have this conversation. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Excuse me. Americans are watching this and are having concerns. What do you say to that? This is a legitimate question. We need to have some answers. It's
0: a legitimate question. We need to have some answers. She's indignant. She's rude. She's disrespectful. She's incapable of doing the job because this should have been handled with simple grace. So we are forced now to answer the question. Well, at least let's look at the question itself. Why didn't she just say he made a mistake? Why didn't she just say he made a mistake? And the answer is she can't. She can't admit that he made a mistake because if she admits he made a mistake, we're now going to have to talk about the mistakes that get made when he makes the next one. Uh, cringe Jean-Pierre, on uh, what the president said there, was that just a mistake? That's, that's, that's five mistakes this week alone. That was three mistakes just today alone. This month, it's been 43 mistakes. That's 1.42 mistakes every single day. I didn't know. I didn't do the math there. I just go with it, guys. She doesn't want that. She can't handle that. She can't take that. That is absolutely destructive. So you act like Baghdad Bob, and you're like, everything's fine. The American troops aren't here in Baghdad. Saddam Hussein is still in control. Everything's good. Dear gosh. This could have been solved, but solving it would have now forced them to admit that the president's older, and his he makes gaffes a lot, and mentally, he's not there. Not there. Meanwhile, over there at The View, you've got these women trying to defend Corinne Jean Pierre as if somehow this is just the evil right wing and all they're doing is weaponizing his gaffes. Yesterday, the White House addressed a gaffe from President Biden at a conference on hunger nutrition and health, where he asked for a representative who died in a car
1: accident last month. Take a look.
2: I want to thank all of you here. Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I didn't think she was was going to be here. The
1: president appeared to look around the room uh, for an audience member, a member of Congress who passed away last month.
2: We know
0: all these questions. Now let's get into, no, 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 don't talk just yet. Let's get into the madness of The View trying to explain it. So you can't go after him for that, but you can go after him for forgetting that someone has passed. I mean, and she passed last month, not like a hundred years ago. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. we dealt with that as well, where people said, you know, that person who died 100 years ago did a great job. Well, remember, you know, Trump thought Frederick Douglass was That's alive. what I'm talking about. Oh, that's true. That's yeah. what
3: I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we all have, yeah. like, when you think about when you grow up, you use the term uh, brain fart, which I hate the word fart. Right? Like, you say, oh, I had a brain fart. And then a you brain have a... brain what? <laughs> Come on, whoopie! Okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, but then you also have, like, they say, oh, I have mommy brain. Like, we have different words. We yeah. call it different things at different mm-hmm. stages in our lives, but... I don't know a human that hasn't sat in a room and gone to say something. and been like, oh, my gosh. I and I think.
0: But Joe Biden didn't say, oh, my gosh, what a mistake. And she is now saying Joe Biden's an old man. This is the view trying to defend what is clearly a simple mistake. But you can't defend the cover up of it because there are too many of them. This isn't a one off. This isn't a bug of of President Biden. This is a feature. This is who he is, and this is what the view, this is how they spend their time. Oh, but Trump did this. This isn't about Trump, and you questioned his mental acuity, and you questioned his physical health every single day. Why aren't you doing the same here? The double standard conversation applies to you, Joy Behar, as it always has. Because you're the one doing it. It's clear and it's obvious that you thought it was wrong not to go after Trump and his mental health when he would make a gaffe. And therefore, you went after his mental health when he made a gaffe. But when Biden does it, it's no big deal. Either the standard applies or it doesn't. I started by saying Trump walked down a ramp holding a railing, and people said, "Ah, oh, mentally unfit, oh, physically unfit. It's obvious that Biden's not okay. It's obvious that Biden has a hard time remembering things. It's obvious. And it's obvious that his team is only there to cover up in every way and never admit anything Lying to America is job number one. And for The View, covering for the lies is job number one as well. The worst part is all those women on The View, they make more money than I do. And I don't even lie. I'm Tony Katz. Researchers, China, and North Korea.
1: That's correct. Right, and again, the Women's Health Act would not protect babies from being aborted because of their sex. Yes, and I think that that's an important point. If we look at the coercive uh, abortion practices in many countries, in particular China, and uh, I would also add to that countries in sub-Saharan Africa, where foreign aid has been tied to abortion or to our uh, promotion of abortion. I think that that's an important consideration, yes.
0: So here are two doctors, both women, the woman you just heard from at the end being black, saying that Democrats' view on the abortion agenda puts us in line with China and North Korea. And now Democrats are going to say, see, the problem is men trying to control our bodies. Here are women telling you what's going on, and you don't want to respond to that? I guess I'm not surprised. Find everything at TonyKatz.Locals.com. I'm Tony Katz.